What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, baby. Hello, my love. Hey, is my nose that red? Uh, well, looking at the monitor, um, it looks like I have a really bad cold. It does look like you do look a little Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer a bit. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's just the lighting in here. Yeah. Uh, but in real life, you don't look you don't look that bad. Great. Yeah. No red nose. Nope. And hey, folks, if you want to see how Red Bridey's nose may or may not look. You can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash termion and uh, support the podcast. And in return, you will be able to watch all of our foreplay segments or My mismatched socks and shirt. <clears throat> yeah. Or you could, uh, you could watch orange. this entire episode because we are going to be uh, banging out a host episode here uh, over at Sick Boy headquarters. Uh, hey, do you notice anything different about me? I do a handful of things. Yeah, what's that? You got lighter down below and heavier up on top. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you lost some uh, width down below around your chin. Oh, my mustache. And oh, I'm, yeah, I am support. I'm sporting a mustache. Right and now. you I lost forgot your about beard. That. I lost my beard. You lost your beard. Yeah. 
Your mustache now is more prominent. No, and that's, also, a, that's not what I'm talking about. I know. You have glasses. I have glasses now. That's the up top part. Oh. We're just missing each other today. You're really annoyed with me. I'm annoyed because <laughs> it's annoying when there's a misunderstanding and the other person is so sure that they're being mm-hmm. completely clear yep, and yep. that they're addressing the, the, the misunderstanding oh, wow. in the right way. Okay. But really... <laughs> But really, it's such a minute little detail that mm-hmm. made the misunderstanding. Sure. That isn't that it's like you, if you don't know where the turning point was in the conversation where you began to misunderstand each other. Mm-hmm. It's a bad thing to try to find your way back to that one <clears throat> little feather yeah. that dropped. Well, I'm not annoyed, um, and uh, I feel good, and I am wearing glasses now, and uh, and boy, oh boy. How's the world look? Uh, clearer, but these are fucking annoying. Yeah. Glasses are, look, they, I think they look really nice on me. They do. I do look smarter, which I could have, I, I could have used that my entire fucking life, um, but fuck, they're annoying, man. In what way? Why are they... Why are they annoying? Uh, you know, I, I go to make out with uh, with Leah. Oh, making out's a bad thing. I forgot. And she, yeah. and she's got glasses. Oh, and so we're like yeah. clack, 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 clack. we're like clicking clacking off each other's faces. That's kind of annoying. So you got to whip your glasses off. I got to take them with off with a Which, flourish before you start making out. There is, I mean, there is something. There's something a bit uh, fun. About that, you know, it's like you're you're taking off your glasses. It means we're it's business time. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like we're going we're gonna get down to business. Yeah, that's fun. But like it, there, so you know, it's like if I go to make out with Leah for a bit, and then and then you know I pull away. It's like and you can't see her anymore, and you're like, I hope that was Leah. Well, no, 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 no. But like with the glasses on, you know, you kiss on someone's face. It, they're like, say she say she has makeup on her or something. Like, like if you touch these fucking things, even the slightest, yeah. They get dirty. Yeah. And, and you can see it all day. Oh my God. I can, and I can't, I can't handle it. No, I can't fucking, lot. I can't handle even the tiniest speck on here. So I'm constantly fucking wiping them and anyway, whatever. Which is funny because you're though. not that careful with your, I mean, you, you always are, you know, pretty careful with your sunglasses until they get like a little tiny scratch in it. And then I feel like you're just like, fuck it. They're scratched and then they get super scratched because you just put them in a drawer. No, no, I just, I get tired of the sunglasses. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Man. Anyway, I uh, got glasses now, feeling good about it, but also a bit annoyed. And do you feel like your whole wardrobe looks different now that you have glasses? Do you do you feel that like, sometimes I feel that when I, I get a new haircut, I'm yeah. like, oh, I gotta change all my, not necessarily change all my clothes, but everything looks different on me now. I don't feel that I have to change everything, but I feel like everything looks better. Yeah. Like I put a hat better. on. I put a hat on. I went, wow, this hat really goes well with these glasses. Well, that's a, that's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah it's nice. You're it stepping is nice. it up, babe. I do feel like it has given me a little bit of a confidence boost because I, because I do feel like I look smarter. Smarter. Although, you know what? I got to say this. Uh, I, don't, I, don't know if I, sh- I don't know if I should. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Say I'm, I'm going to say this and then I'll, and then I will. See if it was not okay later. <laughs> uh, um, not too long ago, uh, Lee and I were hanging out, and uh, I was actually on a Patreon call with our with Sick Boy patrons. Like we do this weekly hangout or or fucking bi monthly hangout or something. And um, 
I don't know how we were talking about the uh, uh, Henry Cavill. Is that his name? I don't know who that is. Uh, the guy that plays Superman. Oh yeah, I don't uh, know who that is. Super handsome actor. Uh, like uh, a new Superman. Yeah, he's or? like the, the the Superman right now. Like or, oh okay. Henry is it Henry Cavill? Yeah, yeah, Henry Cavill. Okay. Cavill. I'm looking him up. If you Google Henry Cavill and then go to Ooh, images, hi. Yeah, very sexy, right? Very sexy indeed. Now look at Henry Cavill. Google Henry Cavill. Okay. Um, uh, Clark Kent. Okay. Okay. Clark and, Kent. And and those images. See what you got there? He's got glasses on. Oh, right? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So setting this up, right? I'm on this Patreon call and we're talking about how ha- handsome Henry Cavill is. Okay. And all of a sudden, Leah brings her phone over and shows me a photo of her with him. No. And his arm around her. What? And I'm like, wait, wait, what is what is this? And she's like, oh, like he he approached me at a bar in Toronto and like we sat and, and conversed. And I was like, of course, I'm like, did you did you sleep with Superman? <laughs> like, you know, partly in jest uh, because I was on a I was on a call with a bunch of people and they were now a part of this. But also kind of like, wait, did you actually fucking did you actually fuck Superman? And, and like, I felt like a bit insecure about it. Yeah. So anyway, it became a running joke in the house where I'm, you know, I'm constantly, oh yeah, well you, you fucked Superman. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I get the glasses and I come home and Leah sees me in the glasses. She's like, oh my God, you, wow. Like you look really good in these glasses. I was like, oh, thanks. She's like, you look like, you look like Clark Kent. And I was like, (laughs) fuck sakes. sakes. Yeah. Henry fucking Cavill. Well, for the record, they didn't have sex. Okay, but it's a good inside joke to to just have that. Right? I mean, she yeah. said they didn't have sex. Right. I don't know if I believe her. Right. Whatever. Well, why would she lie when you're when you'd clearly be so totally fine with it? Why would, would she? Would you, if you let's say you had sex with Brad Pitt? Yeah. And uh, yeah, do you, let's would, would say you, that. Would you lie? Would you lie to like? Would you lie to Todd or a partner? To, to save to save them the like the inevitable just forever unre- irreversible heartbreak that you basically had sex with I mean look everything's subjective d- but what I'm like I'm gonna say <laughs> no, to me Brad Pitt is is the older Brad Pitt gets. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking hotter he gets. It's insane. I don't get it's it. It's true. It's true. Do you think you would lie about it? Um, I I I don't know. It's probably one of those fucking things I would have accidentally let slip early on in the dating mm, yeah, right. process and then regretted it the rest of the relationship. 100%. Um, however, <laughs> right, yeah. but I would also like to yeah. say that if I did have the forethought yeah. thought to lie... It would not be to save you the inevitable heartbreak. It would be to save me. The pain in the ass. <laughs> for the rest yeah. of the relationship. Yeah. But oh my goodness, let's, uh, that's a really good question. I often think about, I've been thinking a lot about um, privacy. I guess it wouldn't be lying. It would be, because it would be lying if your partner was like, did, did you, you fuck Brad Pitt? Yeah, and I was like, because like who the but and who the fuck's asking their partner that ever? <laughs> so so if you said no, that would be lying. But if you were like, I know that I fucked Brad, like, I'm not going to volunteer that information. Yeah, right, right. I think you know what? I'm probably mm. past the point in my life 
where I <laughs> would name drop anybody sure. that I have made out with or slept with. Sure. Right. There's definitely a time when you did it with me once. Yeah, I know. Stop. <laughs> you don't want me to say it. No, I won't. I won't say it. Needless it, to you say, you know what? Though it did kind of bother me. I know. I, was like, I know. I, and it was fucking a stupid thing. I was like, "Who fucking cares?" Variety. Shut your mouth. The only reason it bothered me was because of how close to like the friend group. Right now, I've said too much already. Anyway, we'll let that go. <laughs> we'll let that slide. Um, hey. Yeah. Let's move. I mean, sorry, you have something else you want to say? No, that? I was no, going to say, let's no. move right along. No, yeah, we can move right along. Right. I, uh, I, I, but, but I have been thinking a lot about privacy and the disclosure yeah. of information and mm-hmm. like, when is it okay to lie? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and maybe not lie. Cause I, I definitely don't want anyone thinking that I'm out there just like lying, but it, I mean, it was a defense mechanism for, for mm. me, or or not a defense, a coping mechanism for me through a lot of my childhood. I was a bit a bit of a liar. Right. Um, There's definitely something to be said for maintaining. I think like, I think everyone deserves privacy, even within a, like within a relationship. Like you, you have the right to have a private mm-hmm. life and have private conversations and, you know, yeah, those types of things. I think they're really important. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and but but then again, it's like like it's such a fine line because if you if you're if you're thinking if you're talking about something where you're like I know that this would hurt my partner, yeah, if they found out, yeah, that this one thing ha- happened, yeah, so I'm going to choose to not tell them. Mm-hmm. I can see how in some circumstances that would be overall the better thing, right? But I can also see how that's a very slippery slope because. Why, what is the reason the partner would be hurt because of this thing? That's true. And what, what the fact that this thing happened, what else, what is that leading to? Yeah. Is that, is that, is that, um, is that causing, is that leading to habits that yeah. also would be hurtful for your partner? Cause then I think then you're, you're, you're getting into kind of like some muddy waters. And, yeah. And that, like, what about this scenario? <clears throat> sure. Okay. Uh, there's a person in the world in your like immediate environment, as in they live in the same city as you. Yep. Um, and you know that your partner has like some complicated feelings about that person and sure. you. Sure. You know, whether you previously dated or had you sex used to have a crush or, with yeah, right. on sure, or sure, whatever. Sure. Yep. Um, and you see that person, you're out by yourself in the world. Mm-hmm in a different time, you're running errands or something yep. and you see that person at like the grocery store yep. and you stop and you have like a 30 second conversation or five minute conversation. And then you go your separate ways. You finish your grocery shopping. You come home and your partner goes, Hey, uh, do you see, do you see anyone out there? See anyone, you know, <laughs> what do you say? Well, Nope. I, I don't know. See, now this is, it's, that's interesting that you say no to that because well, my, I don't, I, my I'm not ins- saying no for me, but I'm saying. You're saying, nope, I'm not going to say that I saw anyone because I know that if I say that I saw. But then do you know what would happen if I said no? What? I would spend the rest of the fucking afternoon going. What about the next time I see that person? out in the world what if i'm with my partner mm-hmm. and they bring up the fact that we saw each other this is once the problem before? with lying 
This is the issue with lying. So, so hold on. Let me just oh get this God, clear. Let I'm me get this clear. I'm stress-eating dates just thinking about this hypothetical yeah, yeah. situation. Let, it is hypothetical. Let me get this. Let me get this straight. The the hypothetical situation you were referring to is mm-hmm. you running into the person that you had some sort of history yeah, with, that and my your partner, partner is feeling not comfortable. Kind with. of insecure. About sure, sure, sure. No, okay, I, for a second, I thought it was the other way around, where it was like your partner's ex. And you just being like, oh, I don't want him to, uh, him to know that I saw his ass. No, 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 no. I get it now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I would say for sure if, see, that's a lie. That's a lie. That That is a lie that is a slippery slope that I don't think is, is good. Yeah. Because you're, I think the better, I think the healthier and smarter thing to do is to go, I acknowledge that them asking me this is, uh, and me answering it truthfully is for sure going to bring up some sort of tension. Uh-huh. But we got to fucking work through that tension uh-huh. because it's a, they also, it's something they need to work through too. Mm-hmm. Right. Your partner has to like, has to fucking realize we live in a small city or, mm-hmm. you know, you live wherever and you, these things happen. You're going to run into these people. It's inevitable. Yeah. So you got to work through that because the, the worse, the worser case scenario is that they do find out and or, then lied. or even worse, if your partner says, do you see anybody? And they already know the answer. Also, I know. also don't, fuck, <laughs> I know. Also, don't be I that know. fucking person. Cause that's I am shitty. Immediately, that's shitty. I am immediately seven years old and terrified. Yeah. The minute that question sure. gets asked, yeah, yeah. did you see anyone? Yeah. And I already know Probably that that question's going to get asked because yeah. it's just a regular question in my household. Sure. So, so again, immediately I'm seven and, and the blood is draining yeah. out of my body. So again, what's the worst, what's the more worst case scenario? Best case scenario, you lie. It's the, the one time. Worst case scenario. It's the one time they never find out no one gets hurt. Okay, great. But the, but the other side to that is if they do find out it, then increases their insecurities or whatever's going on tenfold working back from that is going to take for fucking ever and it's just going to make everything worse so if you just go bite the bullet and go yeah i did i saw like charles and he you know i i i blew him behind the dumpster for a second (laughs) it was no big deal then it gives them the opportunity to to work on the thing that they need to work on because you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're asked they're asking from a place of insecurity yeah okay so no i don't think it's okay to lie about that at that okay here's the other fucking problem this is a worst okay. case scenario right, right. let's just like up the stakes here a little bit okay okay so whatever you had a like 30 second conversation with this person yes i saw them whatever yeah if you don't say anything about it or let's say you end up having a conversation with this person or you accidentally run into them uh, as you're strolling through the park yeah. and they walk alongside you for a bit. So other people in the world. And they don't, and together. they don't say anything. They're just walking <laughs> next to you. That's a problem. That's a problem. What do I do when Charles is just follows? Yeah, me this is a park? separate problem. This is a, uh, we're getting into a different territory. No, no, okay. I get you. Okay. So, so people in the world see you yeah, with Charles. And you're like 
strolling yep. through the park. I'm yep. strolling through the park with Charles. Yep. And he's like, oh, nope. We've been strolling together for about a minute and a half, but I'm going this way mm-hmm. and see you later. And I think, no big deal. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. I I walk away thinking, oh, no, I I have a feeling that my partner wouldn't be like so thrilled to sure. know that I just like saw this person and yeah. we hung out or whatever. They don't ask me. My partner doesn't ask me if I saw anyone. But then, you know, a little bit later on in time, you get, hey, when was the last time you yep. saw Charles? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is very, very funny These, <laughs> that we're having this conversation. This is very, I, the blood yeah. drains from my body. Okay? Yeah. Because... <clears throat> Because now I have to, now I've hesitated. Now I've hesitated and considered lying. Yeah, this is bad. I mean, look. I, if you, if your partner catches you considering lying. Oh. Always bad. <laughs> yeah. Always bad. I know all about that. Yeah, yep. it's fucking awful. Yeah, familiar with that. Uh, again, you gotta, I think you gotta, you gotta just. Tell the truth in that scenario for sure. And when they say, again, why didn't they, you tell me that then it's like, then, because I think that's actually a really good opportunity to go. The reason I didn't tell you is because it's I, your fault. I, yeah. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. But the reason I didn't tell you is because I knew that it would cause tension mm-hmm. and, and I know that there's nothing to worry about and, and look at where we are now and, I probably fucking should. And actually, you probably fuck, fucking should have said something from the beginning. Because again, it's that opportunity to go, this is going to create tension. We need to work through this. I'm putting it out there to work through it, not to like hide it. Yeah. So to become the best thing to do in that case is to go home and say, hey, by the way. Got something to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, how does that make you feel? You and might want to sit that. down for this. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get you uh, some Kleenex. Yeah. And... A tall glass of water, and then I'm going to tell you who I saw in the park. Charles walked next to me. It didn't even Charles. say anything to me. Just walked next Charles. to me, staring at me. Yes, yeah. I, th- I think you got to bring that stuff up. I just think it's like, especially if it's uh, because those are, again, those are points of insecurity in a relationship that, unless are, unless they are brought to the foreground and worked on, yeah, actively and and consciously and and. You know, it, if you don't work on it that way, then it's just going to, it'll either just be persistent and stay in the background or it'll fester and get worse. You know, I read a, a quote that I feel like pertains to this and I don't know where this quote came from or who said it and maybe it's really contentious, but I am just going to say it. Um, you can't heal what you don't feel. So hmm. that's that that makes me think of like, oh yeah, there's like, Maybe a desensitization mm. that happens once you've been subjected to that like particular trigger totally. or those negative feelings about that particular person or 100%. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I really admire yeah. that, but mm. I am I definitely in those moments and like self-preservation mode. Mm. Like, do not not don't do not tip this canoe over. Well that, yeah, and I think that's pretty normal because we we just like i think most of us out there like want to aren't a fan of conflict and so we just try to avoid conflict wherever we can but sometimes in trying to do that we we actually we're actually just 
feeding conflict that just hasn't arisen yet. We're like we're just we're just building up right unresolved conflict and 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 then it, and then it's gonna eventually spill over and that's not I don't think that's ever good. Huh. You know, it's like a controlled burn. Yeah. In a in a yeah. I like that. That's good information and yeah. and a good. Uh, you just said something. Oh yeah. Um, about you know trying to avoid conflict. Do you remember when we did landmark and Fuck he was that, like, man. "Don't just say that like." All willy nilly. You know that time we did landmark. You know the time we were in Nexium for no, a few years. It's not that bad, and I bet you know what. Any listeners out there that I, did landmark education? Actually, I, I should be careful. They they they've landmark has sued people for for, for saying, saying things that like that, and and they're not a cult. They're not a cult. Heaven's Gate is a cult, right? Uh, Nexium is not a cult. Or, sorry, Jesus Christ, Nexium is a fucking cult. <laughs> okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Keith Raniere, piece of shit. Huge cult leader and uh, fuck him, he's doing time. Uh, Landmark is not a cult, is what I meant. Um, it's just got some, the- it's just got some... Uh, culty. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's just got some clingy vibes. Yeah, it's got some unusual rules. It does. Uh, but anyway, we learned some good things there. Um, we did. Yeah. And one of them was one of the things that I think about a lot is how like in conflict or just in, in life in general, remember that thing that they would say about how like we're trying to look good and avoid looking bad. We're yeah, trying to yeah. mm. win and we're trying to not lose mm-hmm. and we're trying to be right and we're trying not to be wrong. That's right. Yeah. And it all like, Come and 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 then and then they basically they were like and it all boils down to we want to live and we want to we don't want to die mm-hmm. and so when we <clears throat> when we encounter conflict and we don't want to we don't want to encounter conflict it's really we don't want to die mm. like our for our nervous system is like it's that's what it comes down to live and die mm-hmm. which is really interesting because I read that I learned this new phrase today. And while I was researching for this episode, and I want to read it to you and ask you if you've come across it, particularly um, in any of your re- in any of your conversations w- um, about COVID, um, mortality salience. No, I'm not familiar with this. Never heard of that. No. Okay. <clears throat> so the context that I read this word in. Um, the mortality salience that hit us all over the past year. What is that word salience? Uh, salience. Like salience itself means the quality of being particularly noticeable or important, a prominence, mortality prominence. Okay. Um, so Wikipedia says mortality salience is the awareness of individuals that their death is inevitable, inevitable. Yep. The term derives from terror management theory, which proposes that mortality salience causes existential anxiety, um, Mm. that, that may be buffered by an individual's cultural worldview and or sense of self-esteem. But anyway, I just thought, I thought that was really, um, mortality salience engages the conflict that humans have to face both their instinct to avoid death completely and their intellectual knowledge that avoiding death is ultimately futile. Turn Me On Podcast will be back after this short break. Mm-hmm. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right. So I suppose mortality salience is something that I dealt with quite a while ago. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I went through that whole thing in my, in my youth. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Um, and now, and, 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 and in the context of COVID, there's a lot more people sort of have it going through that process because, because we're in a global pandemic and people are dying. Yeah. Dying in the fucking streets in India. Yeah. So, um, so I love and this all around. I love this term terror management theory. I'm that sounds look. intense. I know, right? <clears throat> it says, it's a good ac- band name. <laughs> as according to terror management theory, when human beings begin to contemplate their mortality and their vulnerability to death, feelings of terror emerge because of the simple fact that humans want to avoid their inevitable death. Mortality salience comes into effect because humans contribute all of their actions to either avoiding death or distracting themselves from the contemplation of it. Mm. Thus, terror management theory asserts that almost all human activity is driven by the fear of death. Mm. Very interesting. Right? Um, it's, a, it's been found that religious individuals, as well as religious fundamentalists, are less vulnerable to mortality salience manipulations. Because of the idea of uh, like they eternal eternal life or yeah, the afterlife, yeah, probably, and they and they <clears throat> contemplate that more than the average person. Like I don't know, it says religious fundamentalists and religious individuals. Yeah, I guess that they they believe in a or they contemplate. They have a regular practice of the contemplation of mortality. Like think about, um, yeah. Probably because of the, the because of the afterlife, you know, it's the like afterlife, reincarnation, going to heaven, you yeah. know, uh, that that sort of thing. Yeah, maybe that's a good segue into what we <clears throat> what we were learning about yesterday. This was so fucking neat. Uh, so I started following this uh, Instagram account called uh, Morbid Anatomies, and it's basically like a like a like a blog group that uh, that have quite a following on social media. Um, and it's all about, it's all about all things, 
morbid anatomy. Morbid and and uh, yeah, all things death, really. Um, uh, and their their Instagram page is full of like just really fucking cool, sort of like metal, uh, morbid art. You know, a lot of like a lot of art, like like ancient historical pieces of art that depict you know uh, images of hell and things like this. So anyway, which is right up my alley. Love that stuff. But I saw that they were putting on a workshop um, that was all about uh, Egypt, ancient Egypt, uh, and the workshop was titled uh, Sex, Death, and Rebirth in Ancient Egypt. Was that what it was called? Uh, great question. <clears throat> um, and Death, so it, yep. it was, a, it was a, basically a one-hour seminar put on by this woman, Ava, who um, is an Egyptologist uh, and um, has has studied has studied that time period for you know uh, quite a while and works has worked with uh, the Met Museum and and a bunch of things like that. But it was this really fucking cool seminar about about sex and how sex has been and not been depicted throughout uh, that period, um, ancient Egypt, and and. I man, I just thought it was it, you know it, it was it was a fascinating sort of uh, um, deep dive into into all of that. But uh, what did you think of it? Like, what 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 came up for you that you thought was really interesting? Um, well, the reason I mean, one of the things that I thought that really jumped out at me right away was the um, was about the afterlife and how they they were like. Uh, you'll be reunited with your spouse when you die and yeah. you'll spend the afterlife together. Yeah, this was really cool. <laughs> so like, so, so it, for example, um, uh, I mean, fuck it. So it was so layered. It, um, so sex was a big part of their culture. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and, and in no way taboo. No, not taboo at all. However, they were very, they were very, um, they they didn't depict sex in a lot of the like a lot of the the historical like uh, uh, drawings and and I guess you would call them like hieroglyphs. I guess um, uh, the way that they depicted it in those were very like conservative. So it would be like you know they would show um, uh, two individuals you know a male and a female sitting with their their legs would be like sort of crossed into each other, like intertwined, but it really, it just looks like they're sitting at a dinner table together. Right. And their, and their knees kind of like are like their legs are close enough that their knees are, are, are touching. Right. And that was like, that's sexy. That's some like sexy time. Okay. And so, and so like it would be rare that they would show actual sexual acts explicitly. However, during the time sex was not taboo at all. Yeah. Sex was actually a huge part of the culture. Um, marriage was a big part of the culture, uh, specifically for the for the purpose of of having children. And the idea of having children was if you want to make it to the afterlife, if you want to make that transition where you will exist in the afterlife, um, you need to have children because they are the ones, they are the only ones that can prep you and send you that they, they they play a key role in sending you off to the afterlife. Oh, I didn't, I must've missed that. Part. It was pretty, it was early on. Right. Um, so that was really like a really interesting thing. And then they started talking about King Tut and in the process of mummification, 
they would focus uh one of the things they would focus on was was like bulking up the dick like to the make phallus, it erect to make it erect so they would in the mummification process they would like basically like mold out and like beef up the dick so that it is fully engorged when they go to mummify the person in their tomb so that when they get to the afterlife they've got something to work with yeah. and they you know they'll be they'll be virile and and ready to go which i thought was fucking super interesting and some of the things that the the instructor or the the facilitator was talking about um in the that was depicted in the drawings led leads researchers or historians to believe that there was maybe a ritual in the tomb when yeah. they were burying when this they were putting this soul to rest where um they may or may not have had she sex seemed, with the body. She seemed pretty clear that it, it was like they basically have come to the 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 conclusion that there was like a necrophilic ritual that, that was would, based on a reenactment of a myth. That's right. That would take place during the the rite of passage. That's right. After you so died. yeah. So the, so so the way she kind of worded it, and I think I think this is what she, she was getting at was that there are these like there were. Sort of like there, there are, and there's this still exists in cultures today. Like there were professional mourners that would, that would, that would be a part of like the funeral procession, right? So it's like a group of women that moaning. are, they're just, they're wailing and moaning. And like, that's a, that's a part of the, the funerary ritual still exists today. There was also this funerary ritual where there were like these, these women that would go into the tomb and do this ritual where one of them or all of them would like take turns fucking the corpse in order to like yeah help them transition into the afterlife which is super man, it just made me think of like ah uh, I, I i i just it would be so fascinating to be able to go into a time machine in this little bubble and just observe life at that time it i mean in all of the drawings too like beauty and mm. adornment and like the, the clothing yeah. the jewelry like it looks like a very it looks like it was a very sensual time yeah for sure uh, it, there was also a bunch of really interesting interesting stuff um about gender and uh, and like how there was, there was like, like gender neutrality was sort of a big part of the culture. It seemed like, um, there was a, for like an example would be like, they, 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 they accepted gender fluidity pretty, pretty, it was pretty common. And, uh, one example she was using was, was there was a woman who became King. And so when she would present herself in the public, she would have a fake, um, um, images of, of like a fake beard, um, uh, you know, fake, fake facial hair, uh, covering up any sort of, any sort of like, um, body parts that would, that would like accentuate or reveal her, her femininity. But then in, in privacy, uh, and, and, you know, the depictions of her outside of the public eye were, were very feminine, very, uh, you know, showing, showing, 
showing the breasts, showing the the curvature of her body and like you know, long hair, yeah. um, those sorts of things, which I, I just thought was really fucking cool. I think know? that's that was that was neat too. Yeah. Um I thought it was really cool that they they found evidence of both abortive medicine and birth control. Oh my god, the birth control was fucking crazy. They were they were ramming crocodile, crocodile poop up shit their up in their hoo-ha. Yeah. Um which which is it, it, it yeah, especially if it's like you need to have kids to get into the afterlife. Um but you want those kids to be within a marriage. Mm. Um, so it seems like she was saying it seems like virginity was like not even a thing. They didn't even they have a word for it. Word for it. No. Right, exactly. So yep. sex before marriage was very common. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, adultery was a thing. Uh, uh, they She went into like how adultery played into the culture. Yeah. Adultery <clears throat> was not okay. No, I remember, but but also you were just you were just married if you just said you were married. Yeah, that's and you right. were divorced if you when just you said it. you were yeah. divorced. Um, there was a, I I wish I I wish I could like had a moment to take a picture to, but there was like there were poems, mm-hmm. love poems, and they yeah. were they were incredible. I'll see I'll they're gonna email it to us. I'll see if I can catch one and read it on next. Next week, next week's episode. But uh, some of the words that they had for uh, or phrases that they had for sex were really funny. Like entering the house was was uh, right. Yeah, was like some of the innuendo. Yeah, yeah. They really like their innuendo and and uh, they really like their puns. Yeah, which appeals to me. It was really fun, and so I I mean I highly suggest uh, checking them out. Morbid. Um, morbid anatomies on Instagram and they've got a really cool website and they, they've got merch and they're, they've, they're doing fucking workshops and seminars all the fucking time. They do a weekly death meditation. That's cool. Sounds cool. I would love to do that. Yeah. I was really, uh, I was, man, I fucking loved it. it was yeah. Really good fun. find. Thanks for inviting me. I liked, I liked doing that a lot and it's, it's funny because there's so many online offerings these days. I just like, there it makes are. my head spin. Yeah. But that was a, that was a good one. It was I'm a fun one. It. Hey, do you want me to? Uh, can I read you a quick uh, brain boner? Oh yeah. I'm really curious to see what your thoughts are going to be. On this. <laughs> uh, this came in from um, well, I'm just going to say Steffi. Um, the subject of this brain boner is help my son not be a stinky. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hi, Jeremy and Bridie. I hope you have some understanding for this situation, as I know that both of you really like to be clean. Jeremy showers a lot, and Bridie likes to clean her butthole with a finger. <laughs> wow. It's been a long time since I talked about that. Steffi's a listener. Steffi's an OG listener. <laughs> yeah. uh, I am divorced and share custody of our preteen son with my ex-husband. My ex-husband was never a person who paid a lot of attention to personal hygiene, which drove me crazy. He started out all right, but eventually stopped showering daily and rarely used deodorant. It got to a point at which I was frankly disgusted as I could smell him from a few feet away. Anyway, I swore to myself to raise my son as a young man who is clean and smells good. When he stays with me, he showers daily, puts on fresh clothes, uses deodorant, etc. When he is with his father, he doesn't shower, wash his hair, or use deodorant. 
He looks and smells bad. <laughs> I tried addressing this with the father, but because he doesn't even think it's important to wash himself, he sure won't encourage the kid to do so. What can I do? I don't want my son to grow up to be a stinky. Love your show. Take care of you guys. This is funny. I was walking with our mutual friend, Aaron Morris. My, my high school drama teacher. Yeah, that's right. And she has a son who is a preteen. Yep. And she was saying that... Those uh, fuckers stink, man. That like they get They give off a real... Like, there's a difference between the body odor that I create yeah. now as a, as a grown male who wears glasses and looks pretty good in them <laughs> and a preteen boy. Um, yeah. Well, Erin was saying that she had to... She's a school teacher. Yeah. And she had to, like, write into her boss or whatever and be like, I need an extra half an hour in the mornings for the next month or so. Cause he's so, cause he's a stinky because he didn't want to wear deodorant and oh. she said, and she needed the extra time in the morning to sneak, talk him sneak into him on, sneaking onto him, talk him into putting it on. What's up with kids not wanting to wear deodorant? I, I, well, I think I, it's avoidance of growing up. It's oh. avoidance of death. <laughs> Yeah, right. But it's avoidance yeah, of growing up. That's so interesting because I, th- I, I mean, I don't actually recall, but I, if I was to have a guess, I would say that the time, by the time I was, I needed to wear deodorant, I think I was like, oh yeah, I get to wear deodorant now. It's like, hmm. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure it was different for, for, because yeah, right. yeah. there definitely were some of us that embraced those like, I got like, my period. Or I got my bra, my first bra, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, any right. of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but for I think I think I think particularly probably more 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 of I don't know I was gonna say more boys but yeah um I'm sure there's some like granola hippie fucks out there that listen to the show and we love you yeah we love you and uh, and you you heard that email and you thought don't let them stink let them stink the stinks all well, right you know what Aaron said what that she does. She also had a talk with him about um, basically how she's like, kids are mean. Oh, yeah. And if you get pegged as a stinky kid, you will be the stinky kid for the rest of your time in school. That's the thing. So what I was going to say was you granola hippie freaks out there who don't like to wash and don't and don't wear deodorant. I don't wear Again, deodorant. And, and, I know you And don't. Steffi, get it. I don't. I don't, I'm not that clean. You aren't, you are, you are a dirty motherfucker. I'll tell you what I do. I give myself face cloth baths every day. Okay. So what I was going to say was that. Uh, I smell great. For the granola freaks out there who don't wash and don't, you know, don't wash their hair and don't put on deodorant and all those kinds of things. And, and don't wear matching as, socks. As an adult, you can get away with that. Um, maybe not in Steffi's household. Uh, if, you know, especially if your partner's like fucking wash yourself, like I'm gross. But if, if that's your, if that's your social circle and you are like, you know, if that's like the, that's going like, if that's your bubble to fucking hell yeah, don't, don't wash, like do, do that whole thing. But man, as a, as a, as a little young guy like this, mm-hmm. at this point in time, I think Aaron's right. It's like at this point in time, you you kind of want to you want to just you, be, play you, wanna, the peer card. you want to at least get a handle on your own personal hygiene so you know how to take care of it yourself as you grow into an adult. And then when you're an adult, 
if you want to make those decisions to not be uh, super like on top of your hygiene, go for it. You can kind of get away with it a little bit easier, I think. But in junior high and shit, man, if you are the fucking if you're the fucking stinky kid, that you got to make it a habit. Gonna be the worst. I would say, Steffi, your best bet is making it a habit. So when your kid's with you, make it build it into the routine so that it's like. First thing off the day but is seems, jump in the shower. Well, but this is the thing. She's she saying, says she's making it happen, but she. But yeah. I feel like it needs to. For I need for it for him, it needs to be something he doesn't even think about doing. Yeah, because right. it's yeah. such a part of the routine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess I guess that is kind of important because if you don't, then that's how that's how that's how adults grow, that's how people grow into adults and and go. I, I never really had the habit of like brushing my fucking teeth. Yeah, you know, and then you get nasty teeth. I mean, the other thing too, I mean, yeah, I'd say your kid's too young to try to play the like, well, when you're older, you know, Mm. you want to have healthy, whatever, like skin or mouth or healthy hair. Like they're too little to invest in that future, I think. And probably too young to be like, oh, when, you know, the person I'm going to be attracted to, I want them to think I smell nice. But but literally, like, the wrath of other, of their peers is... Is going to come down. (laughs) I feel like maybe the card, maybe the card to play. Uh, The other thing, too, is, like, uh, maybe maybe it's, like, um, maybe it, and, and, dude, I have no idea. I don't have a fucking kid. And so, really, take this as a grain of salt. But maybe the play is to go, all right, let's make a compromise here. When you're with your dad, when you're with me, you do what I, you do what I say. Or, no, how about this? I got this. All right. Okay. When you're with me, you got to wash your armpits. You got to put on deodorant. I'm doing this for you. I'm saving you. You got to brush your teeth because, like, it's not fucking worth the money that you're going to have to pay when you get cavities and shit. So just do that anyway. You little psychopath but if you don't want to wash your hair don't and with you when you're with your father do all those other things but like your dad don't wash your hair that's cool okay. because here's the cool thing about not washing your hair the best hair i ever had in my life yeah was when i had it at a very certain length and i didn't wash it for like six fucking months yeah i would rinse it in the in the shower but i would never put shampoo in it would never get soap in it and it it had this wonderful like natural product effect yeah. where it's like it's like beach hair all the fucking time. My hair didn't stink. I didn't have problems with that. No, did, it I'd will. Put, like, after of, two, there's a two week period. Yeah, if you can get past that, so it's your like, hair will do wonderful things. I think what what you do there is like you're pick your battles. Mate, you're you're appealing to his. I don't know if it's his want. Like if he wants to be with like his dad, I don't really know what the fucking thing also, is. Also, I feel but you're appealing to his like desire to not want to fucking do this shit. Right. To some degree, yeah. Yet going here are the basics. Like you know what you should say. You should say, "Hey, Timmy, or whatever the fuck your son's name is." Um, while you're at it, stop wiping your ass. You know, <laughs> talk to him like that. Be like, "Why are you stop wiping your ass?" And also, piss your pants, <laughs> big baby. Have a shitty bum bum and a piss your pants, boy. <laughs> Why don't you try that and just and then and then and and like knock that into him and see if and and just see. Because then, if he stops wiping his ass, it's gonna just itch, right? And I he'll he'll be this. so he'll be so annoyed. I can't go down this rabbit hole. Okay, 
We should not encourage anyone to not wipe their ass, even as, to make a point. Um, but but uh, I also think you oh, might fuck. be, I don't know, I'm not a child psychologist, but I would avoid. Hit him. <laughs> <laughs> you I can would, still spank kids, right? <laughs> Just give them a good uh, spanking. But is there an okay place to hit a kid? <laughs> not their butts, uh, not their faces, but like, what? Can you strap still, them? Strap them still, on the hand. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the old the strap to the palm. That, um, that works. <laughs> no, you might. I would say I might want to avoid uh, hitching your hitching your your cause or your argument in any way to his dad. Because I don't know if you like, uh, I know yeah, teenagers right. are like, <clears throat> they want to rebel and maybe he's Ooh. not there. But I think in like giving it any sort of negative connotation that's associated with his other parent who he right. also has like an allegiance to, you know, it might not be the winning card. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I hope uh, I hope you got something in there, some glimmer of of. Uh, I think the, I think getting to, to not wipe is probably the route to go. But you but know. not not like I left your dad because he didn't wear deodorant. You know. Oh man, don't do that. <laughs> don't Just do don't that. do that at all. That's that's no. uh yeah. Okay. Thanks. Not yet. Thanks for agreeing with me. Uh, what do you, do you pull up something else in there that you're going to talk about? I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. What do you, do you want to, do you want to just hit one more thing here? We yeah, can do, do uh, uh, you sent me an article about like, I, I thought that I just thought this was interesting and I think this is more, this speaks more to Volvo owners because, um, cause like, and penis owners. No. Uh, oh, because I don't know. I don't think so. Because this is more about the control that the Volvo owner has. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which so, is, so I, th- I think, well, why don't you read through it? Okay. Science just found the four best penetration techniques for female pleasure. Yeah. So that's, there we go. It's for, it's for Volvo owners. But, like, but the penis owner should definitely, this is, it's in men's health. Yes. No, 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 no. Sorry. Okay. Let me reiterate. Um, this is good information for people with penises for sure. <laughs> But what I meant was it doesn't, it doesn't, you put a penis in anything warm and wet. Right. You're, you're good. It's good. Right. Like, you know, it really doesn't take much to please a phallus. Right. So what, what I was saying was like, this is, this is to, uh, this is for vulva owners to get the most out of penetrative sex. Yes. And Important for the penis owner to know what they're doing. Yes, but because the, it's, yeah. it's not going to change. It's not going to change anything for the penis owner. It's well, hopefully it does change it does. something Maybe for the for the penis owner because if the penis owner is like has one move and it's thrusting, uh, or thrusting really quickly, yeah, that's then they're going to be frustrated. Hopefully, that their partner isn't coming. That's that right. Yeah, and Steffi, you should also talk to your son about this. Get your son on board with this stuff. Also, get your son on board with uh, uh, Carrie Isham's uh, sex ed for kids because guaranteed they talk about hygiene in her curriculum. Mm -hmm. Okie dokie. So the four best penetration techniques are... I thought this was was really interesting when I went through this article because these are things that I've been... 
that I've been doing naturally. Last, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 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 Over the last little bit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, these do. It does seem to work like this. Yeah. Angling. I'll break these down once we get through the list. Angling. Angling. Mm-hmm. Rocking. Mm-hmm. Shallowing. Mm. Uh, and pairing. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay, so this is researchers uh, from the Indiana University School of Medicine and OMGS. Which we've talked about on the show in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've conducted the first ever large-scale, nationally representative, re- representative study focused on techniques people with a vulva can use for increasing their pleasure during vaginal penetration. Mm-hmm. Okay. Angling. Angling. Angling involves rotating raising or lowering the pelvis or hips at slash hips during penetration to adjust where inside the vagina, the toy or the penis rubs. Uh, so more specifically, 84% of the women reported that angling their hips high or upward. Imagine like putting a pillow under your hips in yeah. missionary. Um, that they re- they reported increased pleasure, um, and sixty eight percent said that angling their hips downward increased pleasure. Do you know? Do you like? Do you do you angle? I angle upward. You angle pelvis up. Yeah. Pillow under butt. If we're talking missionary, although. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think most of the time I'm aiming the thing toward the front wall. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the behind the pubic behind the, bone, yeah. Um, uh, ang- angles are everything when it comes to sex, which is why it's recommended to. Uh, uh, I love this sentence. It's also why you need to try various positions to see which one allows your penis to hit your partner's vagina at just the right angle. That's right. <clears throat> hit it. Okay, rocking. So we got angling out of the way. Then angling. there's rocking. Okay. Roughly three quarters of the women said they made penetration more pleasurable by rocking the base of the penis or sex toy so it rubs against their clitoris clitoris constantly during penetration. Mm-hmm. Staying all the way inside the vagina rather than thrusting in and out. Yeah. That is uh that <clears throat> that's one that I'm pretty familiar with right now. Yeah. That's that that works that works well with my partner that, right that, now. That works well for, yeah. for my body as well. Yeah. A prime position that enables an organic rocking motion is the lotus, where your partner wraps their legs around you. So the vulva owner wraps their legs around their partner and gets right on top, gets that penis or toy all the way in there. And doing rocking back and forth. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, that's rocking. Now we have shallowing. Shallowing. Mm. 84% of women orgasm more often to increase their pleasure through shallowing. I thought this number actually, this number kind of blew my mind. 84%. Yeah. Uh, It defined as penetrative touch just inside the entrance of the vagina with a fingertip, sex toy, penis tip, tongue, oh, penis tip, tongue or lips. Um, When broken down, shallowing with a tongue or lips, shallowing with a tongue or lips was the most pleasurable. Mm. Um, uh, and then the penis tip, and then the fingertip, and then sex toy. <coughs> Pardon me. Press that fucking cough mute button, you Oops. fucking... Oops. Sorry, Mr. Mandel. God damn it. Um, okay, this goes to show that depth isn't the end-all, be-all of sex and pleasure. 
So that is definitely true for me. Yeah. Pairing. Last pairing, one. Last one. Um, so this is using a pairing knife. Seventy percent of women found it pleasurable when either they or their partner paired penetration with clitoral stimulation. Right. So <clears throat> both things happening at once. Yeah. I don't love it. I find this one hard f- for myself. For your body. Uh, well, it's, yeah, it's like a, maybe I just haven't found the, the angle at which it's like, it's doable. Like, so, okay. For example, like if I'm, if I'm, um, in the like classic doggy style position Mm -hmm. and then trying to reach around to stimulate the clitoris with my hand, yeah, yeah, it's like, like my other hand, I've got a brace somewhere. Yeah. And I just think the way my, I just think the setup of like my, like, you know. <laughs> the back of their head. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that doesn't work. So like, you know, the wall's too far away. It's, yeah. it's too awkward down on the bed. Like, I, I don't think I have long enough arms for it. Yeah. And then. But if you had a long, if you had a wand or a, a, a like. So that's what I've been doing. Okay. Got la wand. The pleasure, the, the, uh, basically it's a Hitachi, Hitachi. but, but prettier. And it works really well with that. Yeah. And it's a lot easier. It's it is much easier using that. I mean, and in any position, I find it even hard just using my hand, like even in, like, like missionary or 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 girl on top, or just like or on top. Yeah. It like use it, but the wand you you've got much more. Um, I guess it's, I don't know if it's just the extension. You know, if it's just that like few, yeah, five six inches of extension from your hand that yeah. makes it easier. But, um, yeah. Yeah, totally. I I feel like honestly it's tricky to multitask. Um yeah. so I don't mind sometimes I'll like I'll do the clit stim man like myself uh. with penetration happening, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm I I like it both at once cuz there's just too many rhythms to like coordinate. Yeah. You know, for that. Visually, I find that very fun. Yeah. Visually, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. It's, cool. it's very cool. It's cool. That's it's cool. so cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's, those are good things to have in your, in your pocket because especially like the shallowing, like the shallow penetration, mm-hmm. I think is totally underrated. Totally. For, yeah. For, yeah. For probably, like, I don't know. I haven't had. M- many sexual partners who have just like done that by like by as by a choice. part of the practice. Yeah, right. yeah. Um and usually I would control it by being on top. Yeah. I can control the depth. Um like I said, pairing I'm not great. Rocking is like so natural. Key. Yeah. And what was the first one? Angling. Angling. Yeah. And that one probably like. Which I feel like that one is very, that one is, is very much um, <clears throat> intuition based. You yeah. know, it's like you kind of got to just follow your intuition Feel on that. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And also probably it could be. <clears throat> and then once you've followed, once you followed your intuition, communicate that. Yeah. To the person who you're like, oh, I have found that because it's not it's not my intuition. Yeah, no, it's a vulva owner. Yeah, yeah, you know. <clears throat> so it's like find that intuition and then and then say communicate it. it. The last thing they said in that article: at the end of the day, the research expands upon what women have been telling men since the dawn of sex. 
One, find the right angles. Two, don't focus on thrusting. Three, don't focus solely on depth. And four, don't ignore the clitoris during sex. So those are all things that, you know, find those like those four things that work for you and then communicate that with your partner and off to the races. Mm-hmm. That, Putting that wet seems- floor signs down all over the apartment. <clears throat> wet floor signs? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also like this, this is another one of those articles that's like really good icebreaker for conversation with your partner. Yeah, totally. About what you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully yeah. some of you are already having that conversation right now. Well, this was fun. Uh, thanks for tuning in with us on this host episode. We hope you are safe and, uh, you know, keeping, keeping the COVID at bay. Uh, wash your hands. Wear your mask, get your vaccine when you can, listen to your public health officials. Don't be a fucking idiot. We're going to do this. We're going to get through this together. Yep. And uh, we'll be back to making out with strangers uh, (laughs) in the near future. And uh, Although some of you are less likely to want to, and maybe we'll talk about that next week. Yes, very interesting stuff coming out of, uh, of some studies that were uh, being shared with the Kinsey Institute and our friend Justin Lay Miller on his podcast, which we will talk about next week, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you all. We love our patrons more than anyone else. And we if you, you wanted to watch this entire episode uh, to see what Bridie and I look like when we talk to each other, which and might Jeremy's new glasses. Yeah, which might. And my healing le- spotty leg. Might break your brain a bit if you've never, if you don't know what we look like and you've just been listening all this time. Uh, might just throw you off. You might be like, this is what they fucking look like. I think there's something about the contrast of the screen that makes my nose look really red. But if, if you're watching that. this at home and my nose looks really red, you know, don't worry. I'm, I'm patreon.com okay. slash turn me on. Um, and if you want to reach out to us and let us know how stinky your son is, you can send us an email, turnmeonpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our website. There's a contact us form there. You can fill that fucker out. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. And that's it for this week. Until next week, go touch yourself. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.